All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. This is Marlo coming straight from Chicago. And as always, with my co-host Casey. Casey, how are we doing today? Marlo, doing well. Uh, Good to uh, be here for another episode of the pod. All right. And this I um, have deemed, this past week anyways, like the worst week in sports. uh, Just because there's nothing going on. All of sports. All of sports. Like the worst worst week in the calendar year for sports yeah it was it's a, a pretty dead week a uh, lot of me checking my uh, sports apps and going really no game tonight <laughs> just the all-star game that's it yeah. okay nothing <clears throat> yeah casey what's the only two days in a year where there's no major sporting events going on in the u.s anyways there's only two there's only two well one of them has to be the day after the All-Star game. That's one. And then is the other one around the Super Bowl? The day before the All-Star game. <laughs> the day before the All-Star game. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they get the MLB gets put on this big pedestal uh, yeah. during this week, which is which is fine. It's just I think this is when it's like, oh, my goodness, when is football start? Because I need more. I need more <laughs> in my life. We'll try. Yeah, we'll try to bring it this week, even though like, like we were just yeah. talking about it's pretty – it's this is this is the this is the week or the time of year where you know you turn on ESPN or listen to your local radio and you know awesome podcasts like this, mm-hmm. and you know you hear all you hear all this, this made up made up content such as you know your your Mount Rushmores your power rankings of this and that. So we'll try I'll try not we'll try not to do that, but maybe we'll slip into it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, because. Oh. Power rankings seems like it requires some like foresight and some planning. I don't know if we're gonna <laughs> get into all we that. Don't, we don't. We don't do that around here. <laughs> Before we hop into uh, those sports, there was some. There was some Fortnite going on last night. Yeah, as we had always. To, we had to distract ourselves with uh, some non-sports things. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any sleep last night? I. I did. I did. Uh, I tuned in for a little bit for the Fortnite all night. Uh, with your boy Ninja, um, but I, I I checked out pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, this was an interesting. I think it was what put on right Red Bull. Yeah, uh, Fortnite all night. Ninja was in Chicago at the Sears Tower, Willis Tower, <laughs> Sears Tower, ninety ninth <laughs> floor, um, where they just literally were playing from sundown to sun up. And I think I had it on. I kept coming back to it. Um, Ninja was complaining about his ping. Doesn't seem like he was playing very well. Was busy playing Pokemon Go in between. Um, it, it, the scoring system, the whole thing was kind of strange. Did you, did you check out the scoring system? No. It's essentially like, you know, you get points first, second, and third, but you also get points just for killing Ninja. So you get like five points for killing Ninja. And oh, it's just, okay. It, yeah. They just play as many games throughout the night, and whoever racks up the most points uh, was a winner. I didn't obviously didn't stay up to see who won, yeah. but um, it was. It, it was interesting theater. I mean, a little bit baffling that this is an event that happens. <laughs> people go to it to participate in it, and, and people watch it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I watch it, too. I'm not like... Yeah. It's It's a little bit baffling to me, kind of the the entertainment that, that we have, that this can be a, a thing where a guy goes and plays video games in the Sears slash Willis Tower, and uh, people show up, and yeah. people tune in. I mean, yeah. hundreds of thousands of people tune in. It's amazing. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of people tune in. Uh, there were just regular Joes and some other, you know, pretty decent players that were on this in this last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
saw some of the the barstool guys were were there. Oh, really? I, yeah, Ninja. Nin, yeah, actually, Ninja. He said he would give a hundred thousand dollars to charity if one of them just killed him in a game, in a game, <laughs> and it didn't happen. <laughs> so, it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. So, so there's hope for me yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Fortnite, I've uh, so I've watched you know Ninja and kind of some of the other pro players or or what have you. Um, but uh, the Ringer uh, Network, Bill Simmons uh, Network, yeah. they did a, a Fortnite Friday, and it was Bill Simmons, two members of his staff, and his son, <laughs> and they were terrible. <laughs> and it was, and uh, it was just funny because I was like, I'm so used to watching like these pro players who are awesome in winning games, getting you know, ten, twenty kills in a game, and. Here's a squad of four, and one person got a kill, and then they're all downed. <laughs> it's like <laughs> just totally different, uh, but somewhat entertaining. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but uh, all right. Anyway, so you're Fortnite, saying we should get a we should get a Fortnite stream going on Twitch? Yeah, <laughs> everyone be, could just watch us die. <laughs> we would be even worse than that. <laughs> Besides the Fortnite that was going on, uh, there were some transactions. The free agency is is winding up in the NBA. Yeah. Um, the big one is finally Kawhi has made a move to Toronto, up north. Up north. Uh, yeah, Kawhi and uh, and DeRozan switching spots, which is I. I feel like it's a lose lose for both players, don't you think? Oh, you think so? I well, I guess it's all right now because like, well, it sucks for DeRozan. He's like, oh, I get to go to the West now and just get beat by LeBron in four games, anyways. Yeah. And, you know, Kawhi, I, he could maybe hopefully elevate this team that no one cares about. So he goes from one team that no one cares about to another one, really. And, you know, maybe he can do something in the East because it is the East. It makes It makes it a little more, maybe a little more intriguing. But it's just that those two franchises just seem like they're, you know, not in the fray of things. Yeah, I think the Raptors are more in the fray now. I think Kawhi... I guess we'll see what kind of quiet we get, right? We have he took essentially a year off, uh, and before that he was a top five player in the league. And you add that to uh, a Toronto team and a LeBronless East, maybe they can make the finals. I think it was a good move. I guess from a team standpoint, from a, a franchise standpoint, uh, for the Raptors, um, because I thought they had a clear ceiling with the Lowry DeRozan team. Like they weren't gonna win, they maybe could make a finals, but with Kawhi, maybe they, I think it's realistic they can make the finals, and it's possible they could win. And I think they needed to blow up that uh, Lowry DeRozan team, and to get Kawhi, even if it is just for a year, uh, then you really blow up the whole thing. Uh, I think that was a pretty good deal for uh, the Toronto. Uh, franchise and from the Spurs side, I guess I'm taking a little bit more of a, a, a team approach to this process. Um, I guess it makes sense. They needed to trade Kawhi. He wanted out, and you kind of expected them to get kind of a rebuilding for the future, right? We'll get Brandon Ingram and a couple picks from the Lakers or something like that to go. Okay, we're going to be bad for a few years, but kind of sell their fans on the future. Um, but I don't think. Popovich is wired like that, and I think at this point of his career, he's not going to sign up for, we're going to be really bad for three to four years, and then we'll make another run. He wants to compete now, and I think with DeRozan, they can 
compete for a playoff spot. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I don't. I just. I don't know where the Spurs really go from from here. You're just so used to the Spurs kind of reloading, always yeah. being there, and I. It, this just seems like the first sign of uh oh. This isn't. It's not going to be the same. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Kawhi, Kawhi going to Kawhi going to Toronto. Obviously, it, obviously, he's a talent. Obviously, it's going to be it's going to make Toronto better. So it, it is a good move for that there. Yeah. I wonder um, if Kawhi is going to get caught up in that Drake life with them. If they're going to be best friends, or you know, he's yeah. going to cop a cop a cop a shoe deal with him, or or how that's going to work out, and if it's all going to get to his head. But it is so interesting that from all the things, it went from Kawhi going to L.A. to Kawhi in a different country. And that that part is funny to me. Yeah, and I well, I wonder with Kawhi, you know, he like we said, set out last year, had the injury. How serious it was is kind of up for debate. But are we going to get you know one foot outside the door, Kawhi, where he's already looking to his next movies, looking to you know when his contract's up at the end of the year, to where he's going to go and kind of setting up a super team somewhere. Rumors are that. Uh, he might want to set up a super team in Brooklyn or something like that, get people to come and play there with him. Or are they going to kind of like we talk, we think about it in like the NFL or like contract year, you know, player? Is he going to be, I need to prove that I'm a, a franchise guy and I'm going to do that by carrying this Raptors team to, uh, to the finals? It'll be interesting to see how Kawhi responds. Yeah, that definitely will be interesting. A little more spice in the East because that's what the East needed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes Toronto better, and you know, as a fan of uh, the Bucks in the East, I would rather have DeRozan on <laughs> Toronto. But uh, oh well. And then our man Melo's on the move. Yeah, got kind traded. Of. Got traded for a ham sandwich, pretty much. Like uh, literally, pretty much literally. I didn't even see that this happened until like two or three days afterwards. Like that's how <laughs> I guess that's that was my big takeaway from this. How not. Or how small of a story this was. I mean, Carmelo has been, until recently, a superstar player. And then then he gets dealt to OKC, and now he's getting traded for four. Let me check my glasses here. Dennis Schroeder and mm-hmm. Timothy Luau Cabarro. Yeah. First time I've ever said that word out loud, that name out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Just to be dumped. Just, just to be dumped. It's it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I just it seems like such a, a a fall from fall from grace for him, and he's just with where the NBA has gone, and his skill set just doesn't seem to fit into it anymore. Yeah, well, has it really? Like Melo, great scorer, but yeah. he's now he's always been a guy. Yeah, he's gonna get you, you know, twenty five, thirty points a game. Yeah, but he never seems to equate to winning. Yeah, so. it takes a lot of the, you know, a lot of him having the ball and not a lot else that he adds to the game uh, with that that scoring. So it's it's weird. I, I feel like three years ago, I feel like you could have still made an argument that Melo could be the best player on a team that goes to the finals, but now yeah. he's getting traded for a ham sandwich. <laughs> uh, I hope it's quality meat. Yeah, I hope it was good. Yeah, a high quality ham sandwich. High quality ham sandwich. Uh, the other thing that, that I thought was weird about this was so I did a little looking into uh, 
OKC's tax uh, bill situation because they're mm-hmm. way over the tax. And they are going to save, um, what is this, $72 million ta- in uh, tax fee or whatever by making this trade. Yeah. Uh, but they could have saved $107 million if they just extended and waived them. <laughs> what? So essentially, they paid $35 million and a first-round pick, protected all that, to get mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder and... TLC, let's just say, because I don't want to say the name again. <laughs> <laughs> so that that just seems weird. Like, just wave them. Save yourself another $35 million. Is Dennis Schroeder going to be Schroeder? How do you say it? I don't know. Schroeder. I mean, Dennis he's going to be your backup point guard. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was a weird move by... No one, knows what the Thunder, no one knows what the Thunder's been doing for the last, I don't know, what, six years now? I would have, I would have taken thirty five million. Yeah, I'll t- why don't you give it to me? Yeah, and so it sounds like Atlanta's going to waive him if they haven't already, uh, and he's expected to sign with Houston. Which okay, good luck. I mean, is and he's not coming off the bench. He's made it very clear that he's still a starter in this league. So that's it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting. I ca- I cannot imagine Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony being on the same team with the way that Melo thinks he can still play and the way that Chris Paul expects his teammates to play. Anything else in the NBA besides LeBron still living LA life? He was yeah. hanging out with, he was hanging out with Kevin Durant. You see that? No, that's him, him and them were like at the that. club in LA. I like that. <laughs> I thought Kevin Durant just stays home and plays video games. I thought so too. But him and he, and he had he had his hoodie on and everything. I've been watch I see way too many TMZ videos of LeBron in it now. <laughs> that's and that's again that's what you know what time of year it is it's like oh lebron's leaving some other place yeah. there he is not saying anything more murals getting defaced <laughs> all right and that was your lebron update there you go um breaking news breaking news oh tiger is pretty much almost all the way back more or less there more or, more less. or less almost back so close <laughs> so close to almost being back Oh, what an exciting ten minutes it was, though. It was super exciting. You got me jacked. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I knew it was like the British Open always mess my mind. Yeah, because it's you know different time and different time. The grass is dead everywhere. Yeah, always mess my mind. And then I get a, I get this this awesome text from from Casey. It just says Tiger. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and by the time I turn it on, what do you know? He's tied for the lead in the third yeah. round. Oh. And then he had the lead for you know a cup of tea in uh, in the final round, and then you know there were ten other players who were bunched around who still had <laughs> a lot more holes to go. But man, it was exciting. I felt I felt a little bit like the magic was back. I felt it a little bit. Yeah, I think everyone feels. I, I, you could see, you could feel it on the golf course. You could hear it in the announcers' voices. They get so excited, like oh, t- like when Tiger is in it. They are they are so that little giddy in their voice and um who who was it who was like yelling at Tiger when he made a bash? I was like, Tiger. <laughs> He's like <laughs> shunning him like a little boy. Yeah. Um but yeah, it, it's it's I don't understand this phenomenon. It's so crazy. Um, it is. I mean, it's been I think it was nine years since the last time that he led yeah. at a major. And it's I mean, I I fall for it too. I'm still if t- Tiger's <laughs> on, I am dialing in i am i am all for it and it seems 
everybody in the golf world and even casual fans are still still in on it. And it's it's so fun when it pretty much more or less almost all the <laughs> way back. is back. We're in yeah, we're in the victory red on, on Sunday, Tiger's the best tiger. Oh. It was fun. Oh, for it was the, good though. For the ten minutes and then he double bogey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> If he didn't double bogey, yeah, the, it would be uh, different. We'd be in a playoff right now. Jeez. Yeah, he's not losing a playoff to some Italian guy. Yeah. So the next, so the next one, the next one, Tiger's gonna be all the way back, all the way back at the PGA Championship. PGA we'll see. Championship. Yeah, we were, I was. Uh, we we're talking about before. He's like tied for fourth as far as odds go for that, which I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money on that, but it's a little high, it's sixteen to one. But uh, maybe, maybe then he'll be all the way back. Instead Take of that pretty, bet. Take a bet. He's gonna be back. He's gonna, He's gonna be, be back. back. Any day. The one sporting event that did go on this past week was like we talked about the All Star Game. Yeah. Uh, the All Star festivities and everything around it. Um, we had the Home Run Derby, which I don't think we didn't talk much about last time. Um, yeah. The actual Home Run Derby, but do you? You do you enjoy the home run derby? You watch it. What's your what's your take? I enjoy it tenfold since they switched to the current format I with see. the the knockout and and the bracket and all that. I I yeah. really like that. Yeah, I think so too. I think it makes a little obviously makes it more compelling, especially when you because ha- before you would have the uh, was that Hamilton that one year who in the first round knocked out like. 23rd, like 23 or whatever, and then yeah. couldn't get anything out after that. Um, but yeah, the the definitely the bracket round, the knockout weight, the way it goes now is a lot. It's more intriguing the where they get the extra time for for launching the ball, which is pretty cool. But this one, this one in particular, with Bryce Harper being yeah. the the main main attraction in the home run derby at being in Washington D.C. and it just seemed like I think you know Bryce is. Seems like he's built for home run derbies mm-hmm. with his swing, and it just seemed like he was he was he was on a mission from the beginning with his dad pitching to him. It seemed like he was just he was swinging a hundred miles an hour. Uh, some people were saying he was cheating. Yeah, it was like a like a gentleman like there there was a gentleman rule about it, and then he kind of his dad just started firing. Pitches after yeah. pitch after pitch. Yeah, yeah. You can't say no to dad. You can't be like dad. You got to wait to it to hit. You know, we got to go. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, it just seemed like he was hacking, hacking away. But I thought it was a pretty good spec. It was when he ended up winning. That was a. I thought that was a hell of a spectacle. And um, you know, my the home run derbies. I look back in it, obviously before this format, but like the the battles with uh, like Frank Thomas and Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are one of my favorites. But this one. It, it looked like he wasn't, you know, kind of up for the task in that final round. And all of a sudden, he just like, whap, whap, whap. Yeah. <laughs> and then the double-handed bat flip at the end was was priceless. I'm a big fan of bat flips, so anytime Huge that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a good spectacle. Uh, it was, it's nice to see, you know, Harper, who is a, you know, top-level recognizable name in uh, baseball at the home run derby because so many people don't do it because they believe it results in a slump. Um, but it was it was great to see him and it was it was a good spectacle. It was a good show. Yeah, great show, great beginning to uh, what would be a pretty pretty decent All Star game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it was. Uh, 
what was it two to one or something after seven i, I yeah. have to go back and look at it but then there was some some Three late, solo home runs two to one yep some and there ended up being like 10 home runs or something or seven what was it it was a record for home runs in a, in an All Star yeah. game. Um, yeah, so it was a low scoring game, and then they put uh, Brewers pitchers in. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and then Josh, all broke loose. <laughs> Josh Hader, uh, who we'll talk about a little bit more with some of his uh, tweets in a minute, but he came in and uh, gave up uh, two hits and then a three run homer to former Brewer um, Gene Segura, who looked like for a little bit he was going to be the the MVP. Yep. Uh, but then uh, other events transpired. Yeah, this All-Star game was so 2018. Yeah. Where it was just, you know, strikeout or jack. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it was. Um, but it, it was exciting. I mean, exciting going into extra innings. Uh, having, you know, a three-run home run. Was that in the eighth? We just, did you say that? Um, seventh or eighth. Or yeah, seventh or eighth. Thinking that was, you know, that was going to be it. So did Joe Buck announcing the yeah. MVP <laughs> at least three times that night. <laughs> was going to be the MVP. It was a great game. It was one of those... I thought it was started off, you know, started off as a pitcher's duel, if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then the Brewers had something to say about it. Yeah, well, the Brewers uh, played a pretty big part. Uh, I guess both a good and bad hater giving up the, the three runs. Uh, but Jeffries also pitched a scoreless inning. Uh, Yelich was great. He had a, a double and a home run. And then at the bottom of the ninth, uh, Aguilar just missed a, a game-winning home run. It got to the, the warning track. He just missed it. That would have been... That would have been great. Um, and also, uh, Lorenzo Cain was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think he went over three or something he, like yeah, that. Yeah, he was there. <laughs> he showed, he, he was, was in the dugout. Yeah, he was He was there. Um, but So, yeah, some uh, contributions from the Brewers. Uh, again, both good and bad. Speaking of bad contributions yeah, from the Brewers. Of, yeah, bad contributions. I guess the uh, parallel line to the on-the-field action during uh, the All-Star game was... Um, uh, old tweets? Is that the right yeah. way? Some some old, tweets. Old tweets from People digging up tweets. Yeah, it's like 2010, 2011 from uh, Josh Hader, uh, who said some not great things, terrible things, stupid terrible things. things. Um. Back when he was uh, like 16, 17 years old, uh, people decided that they should bring that up, bring that to the forefront while he's pitching. Uh, in the All Star game, that was the best part. Yeah, this was going on via Twitter, like while he was pitching, so he had no idea it was coming. Yeah, he didn't know until he went back to the dugout and got his phone, and his phone was you know lit up with with messages and and comments and stuff. Um, his family was at, who was at the game. MLB had to come down. You know, they're obviously wearing hater uh, jerseys and stuff. They came down with like blank. Brewers jerseys or blank whatever All Star jerseys to to cover up uh, the hater the name on the back of his jersey so they wouldn't get heckled or or what have you. Uh, so it was a pretty crazy uh, thing to witness. I didn't know that was happening at the time, but like that that was happening simultaneously with the game. It was pretty weird. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And when is, when do you think this tr- this trend is going to stop? Because it, I don't think all oh, people aren't going to stop digging. And I don't. I guess people are just like lazy. I know it's probably. I mean, literally, you have to go through thousands of tweets to delete stuff like that. Yeah. But there's plenty of people with pe- people. There are plenty of people with enough time in their hands to go yeah. through these people's tweets. So, like, at what point does it is it not going to be a story? I. It's just that people said 
terrible things. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, they are terrible things. But like, how old was he? He was like 16, 16 17. 16, 17. Yeah. You know, I, that's yeah. it. It's tough. Um, I don't. I I think it would have to take. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there will be a time in which we don't, because it seems like every time somebody does this, they get rewarded the the person who does this digs it up who brings it yeah. back to the forefront gets rewarded in that that person is the the person who made the tweets is then punished so they and it, they're anonymous right so they don't really have anything to lose by it um and i don't know that as a society we should just shrug at it i don't think that's the right thing so i don't know if it'll ever go away yeah. Maybe we get to a point where it's easier to delete tweets, it's easier to delete <laughs> terrible things you said. That doesn't sound like a great solution either. Um, yeah, just I don't, know. don't say stupid shit. I think it, yeah. I, maybe, you know. There's the guy saying stupid shit into a microphone. Yeah. On the internet. Well, <laughs> we can delete it later. <laughs> Edit it out. No. Um, I, I don't know. I think one is you have to kind of get, I don't know, somehow teach. 16 and 17 year old guys that like no really this is going to be forever <laughs> like you don't understand <laughs> which i don't think is possible i don't know i i know uh i don't know how that well that would have worked uh, yeah. on me i'm glad that this was these forums weren't around when when we were growing yeah. up so i'm saying i i feel like now just as a i mean they i know they don't but i feel like as as a player coming up like if you start getting really good you just get really nervous <laughs> if you like, like, uh, like if you just have a great game out of nowhere, yeah. you should feel start. You should start feeling nervous about when you get back well, to your phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm surprised that teams like don't yeah. go through like pay don't somebody to go. Yeah, don't take the time to dig. Like th- you have an all star here. Like have pay an intern to go back through your players' tweets and go, hey, this is troublesome. You should probably delete these. I mean, that doesn't seem far fetched for a team to do. You know, given with like what we see, like during like NFL interviews and stuff, like yeah, pay an intern to do that. That you know, that's fine. Uh, again, it's not it's not a great answer to the like the larger problem, <laughs> but for you know having individuals embarrassed mid game or you know having to worry about it, you know these tweets coming back resurfacing. Like I don't know, I feel like teams and players. I mean, it's their responsibility, right? They should go back and again, they should not have these. Yep, thoughts and tweets, but they sh- if they did, they should go back and, and figure it out. But I yeah. would say that um, through this controversy or whatever it is, uh, I thought Josh Hader did a good job in just owning up to it and saying like, "I said that it was stupid. I'm a different person now. Those don't reflect what I think now. I was, you know, young, sheltered, and stupid. Um, I've grown since then. I've become a man since then, and those were unacceptable." And his team, the Brewers team, has kind of accepted that and said, you know, we know who you are now, and that what you said before isn't going to change that. And I think he's handled it well, you know, owned it and apologized and kind of said, I'm, I'm, I'm different, and I think my personality and, and actions are don't reflect those tweets. They reflect a, a kind of a new me, and uh, I think that's the right way to go about it. Um, and I think he he's handled it well. Granted, again, he said, "Yeah, things he should have." 
All right. Well, that's one. That was one thirty-two breeze uh, PR. Yes, I feel like churn, I feel like churning every, right there. Every time this happens, I feel like <laughs> we get on our soapboxes and tell. But did you hear that uh, James G- related James Gunn? He's the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Yeah, he just got fired. I for did some. I guess they were joke tweets. I don't know. It was a lot. It was, I looked at a couple screen grabs of them and yeah. God, don't. This is heavy, Come man. On. But he was a grown man when he did. Yeah, that. he was a grown man. He, so, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a grown man, and he had so like he knew he had so much to lose. Like, why would it's yeah. just? I, I yeah, and again, I just feel like it, it, I just feel like if you're at this at that level, like I'd just be so nervous, and I would just go through like all my or have at least pay someone to go through all my tweets. Like, yeah, this is unreal. Okay, all right, that sweet talk. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so after after the All-Star game, the day after, which no other sporting events goes on, we had the pageantry, <laughs> the Panaz, the, the pageantry that is the ESPYs oh, awards. Um, did you watch, Casey? I was going to say, hey, I, I, I loathe <laughs> award <laughs> ceremonies, uh, Oscars, uh, even, even betting on Oscar pools and things, Academy Awards, those sorts of things. I can't do it. My wife loves it, so I always end up watching them, and I just I like hate watch them. It's terrible. Uh, this is so dumb. She, yeah, uh, another it's another speech. Great, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so she uh, she doesn't make me watch the ESPYS, thank God. So I I didn't watch it, uh, but it's it's arbitrary awards for sports. It it doesn't make any sense. It makes sense in acting, where it's like who was the best movie? I don't know. We should probably have a way to figure that out. There's sports. It's literally competition. We know who the best of these things are. Whoa. We don't need an awards show to tell us. I don't need an award to say who was the better champion, the Warriors or Houston or whoever won in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to know who's the better of those. It doesn't even make any sense. Oh, ESPYs. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, since you love it so much, I'm surprised you didn't watch it because your boy Aaron Rodgers was front and center. Yeah, um, there because supporting you know, his girl. Yeah, his girl was uh, the man behind the woman. The man behind the woman, sitting front row in his tux, just laughing at every stupid joke, and the camera was right on his face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Danica Patrick was the host, yeah. and speaking of, I was watching shows as I was watching it. And mine, mine kind of looked over and was like, wait, is that Danica Patrick? She's not very good at this, is she? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's not good at much. Um, but now she's dating Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, so Aaron and Danica are our official couple of our podcasts. Powerful. Um, we're representing very well. Uh, to your point about, <laughs> about winning arbitrary awards. Wait, hold on before yeah. before we go on that the the monologue that uh, Danik had to open up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get. I didn't see it. Didn't didn't hear it. But pretty resounding. Not that entertaining. No. Aaron Rodgers loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted out he how great to, it man. was and how yeah. proud he was of her. It he was. Has to. It was. It was great. That's what that's he what was the only one. Does. He's the, the only, only one who liked one. it. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, seriously though it's a- abc espn they could get anybody and they pick danica like mm-hmm. how does that happen aaron has pull man um <laughs> <laughs> all 
Uh, but some some of the some of the uh, the winners and losers that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, we have our usual suspects. Tom Brady winning best NFL player. Wow, it's almost like there was a different award for that. <laughs> Ovechkin with the best NHL. <sighs> LeBron, LeBron wins the best NBA player. It could be debatable. It could be ba- no, it's not. It's not really debatable. Oh my gosh. Um, but did you see who won best uh, soccer player? No. Your boy Ronaldo. No. <laughs> beating out Messi and some other people, but Ronaldo came off as the best soccer player. Words? Was he there? Was <laughs> <laughs> there the award? No, he wasn't. No, it wasn't. At least I don't think. I don't remember, actually. Um, uh, I mean, so I essentially these two have won uh, the actual other, you know, official soccer player of the year award that actually means something unlike the SB. <laughs> I think the last eight years since I think we, I think we made a joke that it, the last time that one of those two didn't win it, LeBron wasn't in the final. So I think that's oh. about the same timeline. Yeah. Um, so sure. They, it just goes back and forth. I think on the year, uh, I don't know that you could give it to Ronaldo. His team did win the champions league, which is something, but not like he didn't have a better year. Mm. I don't know. It's fine. Whatever, Ronaldo. <laughs> fine. He had a better World Cup. His team did better, and I saw his team did as well. But he had some pretty awesome goals in it. I don't know. This, this is, I, I don't like this that I have to cheer it against Ronaldo. <laughs> like uh. I should just, I should just appreciate and like like that he's a really good soccer player but i have to like hate him because it's a competition because we live in a dichotomy and that's where we are yeah my favorite part is they have the categories best international men's soccer player and then they also have best mls soccer and mls player (laughs) as a a category as well that's great that is fantastic nick Foles won uh, best championship performance which is kind of suspect who was uh i mean so you had durant he went up, no, no, he went up against uh, George Springer, the Houston Astros in the World Series. Yeah. And cool. DiVincenzo, another tweeter um, <laughs> <laughs> from, the champi- from the national championship, which, okay, that's set up for Nick to win. That is, those are horrible, horrible. Like, there yeah. were better performances in, in, in championships, but now that I see who he's against, I take it back. Of course, he won that one. Um, but that just sets up a funny deck. I mean, Tom Brady was the better player in that game. Like, he wasn't even the best quarterback uh, in the game. I don't know. He caught. Well, he caught a touch. Nick Foles caught a touchdown. People Tom forget. Didn't catch his. No, he didn't pass. It wasn't going to be a touchdown. <laughs> he couldn't that far. Yeah, so it was one. Of, Tom and Brady then, threw for like a thousand yards or something. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I remember it. Yeah, but he, yeah. but he, didn't win. he didn't win. Didn't win. Yeah, but I think the SPs also like makes really awkward moments because it gets all those like it, it puts all all the sports people in one room yeah. in the summer. And it's like all these transactions have happened. Um, it makes you think about things you haven't, you forgot about. Like, did you, do you remember UMCB beating Virginia? No, I, <laughs> I haven't thought about it since March. Yeah, but that's a really, it was a really big deal. Um, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And it actually lost best moment to the, the Vikings miracle or whatever. Case, Case Keenum to, um, what's his face for a touchdown? Yeah. It's a, it, which, it's funny in itself because then Case Keenum had to go up there and accept the award. 
nice. on behalf of the Minnesota Vikings. A He's team on, that, like, what, Denver now? Yeah, a team that's like, thanks, but no thanks, we don't want you back. Um, we're just going to overpay. Uh, it's like when Toronto Coach Casey got <laughs> yeah. Coach of the Year. Coach He's the unemployed. Year, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were some Wisconsin connections, though. Yeah. Our boy Jake Wood, who founded Team Rubicon. Yep. Uh, is a nonprofit that uses uh, veterans to deploy emergency response teams in disaster areas. And he's been doing it for a minute now. I think he started it when the uh, the Haiti earthquake in 2010 happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went relief down there. And he's been, you know, I mean, big ups to him. Uh, congratulations on the SP, but congratulations on everything you do. Uh, he's been everywhere. He's, he's, I know he was down in Houston. Um, yeah. He's been, he's been, wherever there's a disaster, he's going to be, is essentially what happens. Yeah, Team Rubicon's a really amazing story. One of my uh, really good friends that I grew up with uh, is a veteran and volunteers uh, through Team Rubicon, and they really utilize kind of the the uh, army uh, mentality as far as kind of a deployment and, and setting up an operation and kind of the organizational skills that they have from their time in the army to provide uh, relief support. And my buddy just he can't stop talking about the uh, the value that. Team Rubicon and the volunteer work that he's done through that adds to uh, his life and kind of you know, the the communities that they help. So uh, it was an amazing uh, speech by by Jake, and uh, he seems like a really amazing dude. And uh, he ended his speech with uh, this quote that I thought was really great. He said, "Know your neighbor, love your neighbor, help your neighbor. Doing that is the best tribute that we can pay to the memory of Pat Tillman, whose award he was winning." Um, and it's the best thing for our country right now. And I just think that it, it was a great sentiment uh, for uh, for the time for the time this time and for uh, for the award. Congratulations to Jake Wood, and thanks for uh, everything that you do. Uh, Casey, we also had best play. Oh, best play. Best play uh, was won by Arik Umbungali. <laughs> <laughs> Umbagali. Umbagali. Yes. Uh for that shot oh, she, for that shot yeah, yeah. in the in the women's national title. Yes, you remember this? Yes. She is the sister of Dari. Yeah, of Dari, Wisconsin running back. So, congrats to her and the and the Gumawali family as well. Um yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think what else would be for the other ones. Katie's three there, that would be one. Oh yeah. Maybe the one. Nick Foles touchdown, that was pretty. Ho- maybe maybe a hockey thing. Or no, a vetch can do something. So it was a Stefan Diggs touchdown. Oh yeah, the Philly special, Alabama yep. winning national title in overtime. Oh, that was that's a great good. play. Oh, that yeah. that was that's yeah, ooh, that's pretty good. Oof, that's tough. I thought George was gonna win. Yeah, he had that sack. Ah, oh. yeah, that one. Forgot tough. all about that. Uh, FSU, <laughs> FSU's uh, double. Uh, diving double play in World uh, World Series. Sure, whatever. You got LeBron's three against the Pacers. You got Evanston's own Evanston Township High School f- freshman having that 80-foot buzzer beater. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win. Amazing. Gareth, Gareth Bell with the go-ahead bicycle kick goal in the Championship League final. Oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Ronaldo's bicycle kick against Juventus. Sure. <laughs> He's on Juventus now. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, LeBron's buzzer beater against the Raptors. 
two LeBrons here, and I don't even remember that. Uh, they, well, they swept them, so who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. We talked about it. Um, the women's hockey shootout. Uh, oh, with Canada? Yeah. Uh, I would I would have given it to Alabama. Yeah. Oh, this is this is one. This is good. You got the Greek freak leapfrog dunk over Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we got a high school volleyball play. Sure. <laughs> Golden Knights between the legs goal and Jordan Poole hitting butter, buzzer beaters in Michigan this week. Oh, Forgot right. about that, too. Yeah, a lot of plays, man. A lot of plays. That was a lot of, that was like best picture. There's like yeah. nine of them. <laughs> way too many categories. Way too yeah. many. Um, but yeah, she pulled she pulled it out off after all of them. That was so. a good one. Yeah. That was a I good I think one. I would have given it to the to Alabama. Yeah, that's the Alabama's a tough, tough, especially after that comeback. Because the comeback, and then after that, that play, I just, I still can't believe that play. Yeah, that's crazy. Although right. I guess also I can't believe the Stefan Diggs play. I mean, that was that is pretty crazy. But it's, it's, I mean, that was a championship versus a. Pl- I mean, I know it's a playoff game, and then you just you, like went out yeah. and lost. It would have been better if they won the Super Bowl. Obviously, would've. that would not have been better. <laughs> 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 no, that like that play would have remembered yeah, yeah, more yeah, if they yeah, had yeah. gone on to win the Super Bowl. Is what no, I'm, I'm with you. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, anyway, speaking. <laughs> All of, right. Anyway, speaking of Stefan Diggs in let's the get, NFL, let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> NFL is back. Training camp is starting up. Can you smell the grass in the air? I can Yay. hear it now. I can hear the, the the hard knocks theme music coming over us. As we get ready for some football. Uh, Who's hard knocks again this year? Is it the Browns? Cleveland Browns, man. Yes! <laughs> the fighting Joel Staves. Yeah. Joel Staves. So, training camp's here, and so is all the training camp stories. Where is where's the, where, where do the Packers have their training camp? In uh, somewhere in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's at uh, St. Norbert's College. St. Norbert's? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. You ever ever gone? No. Uh, no, because I always thought it was wouldn't have been worth the time. But I saw an advertisement for um, Family Night that they have. Yeah, it's a green versus gold scrimmage. Um, and the thought of bringing Landon, I was like, "Wow, that would be a great thing to do." And <laughs> I had never thought that about uh, preseason or. <laughs> I, or any uh, training camp stuff, but now now I'm thinking about it. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, you check it out. Training camp, uh, it's where it's at. You can see all the inside, all the inside. I remember last time I went to training camp down in Bourbonnais for the Bears. I think it was Jay's second year. I think yeah, I think it was Jay. I think it was Jay's second year, and um, yeah, it was Jay's second year. We just got Julius Pepper. Julius Pepper is just murdering people. Yeah. And Jay is getting so frustrated, and he's literally just throw, hawking, hawking balls into the crowd, like <laughs> out of frustration. And it was great because I caught a pass from Jay Cutler. So there's my story. There you go. There you go. It um, is in Saint. It is in Saint Norbert's. Yeah. There you Saint go. Saint Norbert College. All right. Well, uh, I hope you and the family enjoy. Well, take a lot of pictures. Man. Get some. Get some autographs. Use the kid to get some autographs. I always go for the kids. Uh, but the but the message out of Bourbonnais, I hope you're getting scared, Casey, because Robin Allen is not going to be in the pup list. He's going to be ready to go. Kevin White, 
it's looking like it's fitting in well with the new offense. Mitch no. Trubisky is the truth. It's unstoppable. Can take the training wheels the, off. <laughs> <laughs> Get the, the train. There are no training wheels. This is a full speed locomotive train heading your way. I know you're Put scared. Put the training wheels on Kevin White so he doesn't get hurt again. That's, what you need <laughs> That's to do. fair. That's totally fair. Doesn't strike fear into my heart yet. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Keep, keep up the slow play. One of the big stories, not big stories, one of, I think it's a big story that has come out is... Uh, some things are big about this story. Some things. Oh! oh, oh, oh <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Jimmy G the now highly paid quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers and a very good-looking yeah. gentleman. And we found <laughs> out that he is courting a, what you call a adult film star. Oh, yeah. If, if you yeah. may. Yeah, a experienced adult film star. <laughs> very experienced. Is it uh, Kara Meyer? Kara Meyer. Sure. Yeah, so... I know nothing about how they met or whatever, but she Jimmy's twenty six, mind you, right? Yeah, prime prime of his career, fresh new contract, starting quarterback of the Forty ers right? Yeah, and he is dating a forty one year old adult film star. Yeah, uh, something doesn't seem right here. I feel like. When he was an understudy to Tom Brady, <laughs> he might have fallen asleep during that class. <laughs> he, yeah, he got the cliff notes like, dude, you're supposed to get a model. It's like, I do have one. No, 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 no. You did it wrong. Yeah, he's supposed to get a model. He wrote down like movie star and then like <laughs> not even that. That didn't even translate well. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just so, it, yeah, it just doesn't, I don't, I mean... I don't it know feels, what these quarterbacks are out here doing. To be it honest, it feels like something that happened in like the seventies, <laughs> like before, like football players or you know quarterbacks were like a celebrities. Yeah, you know, like level A celebrities, um, and like tabloids followed them and stuff. You'd be like. Oh yeah, you know, I don't know, whatever Joe Namath or something <laughs> like. Right. Oh, the quarterback of the I shouldn't say a specific person. Oh, the quarterback of the Giants is dating a, an adult film actress. You'd be like, yeah. sure, sure, whatever. Twenty eighteen, <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's cameras everywhere. I, it just it seems weird. It seems like something you would read about the NFL in the seventies and be like, what a weird time that was. <laughs> oh, but. Yeah, I guess he, I mean, it, maybe, maybe, maybe she's just, I, I don't even know how to spin this. I was trying to spin it. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. I think, I, I hope, I hope, I hope they're happy. I just think yeah. it's, it just seems from the surface, from first look at out, this is freaking strange. And Jimmy, I just think he can do better. I just think he can do better. There goes my rant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have much to add to that. All right. It's so weird. Enough of, enough of us, enough of us, um. Should we turn it to the fans and get into our mailbag? Yeah. Let's dive in. Okay. As always, mailbag questions come from you, our fellow fans. You can get to us at Twitter at 132Breeze or on Facebook. Give us your questions. We'll get to, uh, we'll get them next time on the air. All right. This first one is from Jordan. And he says, 
when you move from one place to another, how long do you have to live in a place in order to adopt a team and ditch your other one? So is there a right. certain, so, is, is there a certain time? Is there a certain time? So I've lived in Wisconsin my whole life. So maybe <laughs> I'm not the best person to answer this. Uh, but I can give you. I, so that said, I'm a fan of arbitrary rules and rankings. Yep. So this is what I came up with. Okay. You can root for the team. So first of all. Your original team, like where you grew up, that ha- that's your number one team. That you can't displace that team, ever. Okay, that's my rule. Okay, so if I move somewhere, I can't displace the Packers. They they have to be my favorite. Um, then when you move to a new city, they can automatically be allowed to be above the whoever is playing against blank. Like whoever is playing against the Bears, I'm rooting for, right? Because they're playing the Bears. Mm-hmm. But the team, the city you move to, is above that. Okay. But, and then let's say you move again <laughs> in this scenario, you have to live in the new city for as long as you did in the old city for that to supplant the other city. So if I move oh. to Boston, I can immediately root for the Red Sox. Mm. Not over the Brewers, but I can root for the Red Sox. I live there for f- five years, let's say, and then I move to Arizona. I can't mm. root for the Diamondbacks more than the Red Sox, until I've lived in Arizona for five years. That's my arbitrary rules that I just made up after I heard this question. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So now for somebody who has some experience in this, Marlo, <laughs> give an actual answer. Yeah. Actually moving around a bit. It's kind of funny because I don't think I've... The only regional like team is Wisconsin. It's because I went to school there and I paid a lot of money and I deserve to be able to root for them. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I disagree with having more than one team. I've always disagreed with having more than one team. Um, having your favorite team in the secondary team. So I'll disagree with you there. But I I believe that the amount of time, because I believe the amount of time doesn't matter as much as you. if you have a team and you want to move on, you have to wholeheartedly dump that other team and go full in with the new city. And that means even if the old team starts doing well, you cannot jump back on that bandwagon. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't, you can't go back and forth. So... I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't give it a, a fine amount of time. The thing is, I do have experience with this the other way, actually, in case of it. Like, I have uh, a few fan, a few friends who, you know, have gone from Bears fans to Packer fans uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like smart people. Go <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> so, and I would say, I would say that that transition usually, t- like, usually takes from when it's a thought, when it's a thought, when it's a maybe, to when it happens. About three years. Mm. So if you want to use that as a measuring stick, go ahead. But I, I just personally believe if you're gonna change teams, you have to like clean breakup, no flirting, no going back, burn all your other burn in the jerseys, burn in the jerseys, and you go. You have to go all in with the next team. So you can't have secondary teams. Like I can't be a Brewers fan and then. I moved to Boston and also root for the Red Sox. I have to be one or the other. That's how. See, uh, <clears throat> so here's why. Here's what. Here, and here's why I say this, because I've seen too many times where that's that's people do that, and then that you know we'll give the Boston for example, and you're Bruce Wayne, you move to Boston. Boston's awesome. They're winning World Series, and this is awesome. Yeah. This is amazing. And now I'm a Boston fan, and then as soon as they start losing, it's like 
Oh, yeah. now I'm a Brewers fan. So, I just, like, I just think fandom has to be. I just believe it should be, you know, just one, just one. It's like marriage. It's like a marriage. It should just be one. Hmm. Interesting. That's just my belief. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I still, I still think it's like your team, right? The, in my scenario, the Brewers are still my team, but I also like, I like when the Red Sox win, win <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm not buying Red Sox jerseys and stuff. Maybe I have a hat. Yeah. Again, my hypothetical scenario, I've never left Wisconsin. Right, so. right. right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I have get, left. I get, I've left the state before. Yeah, I just right. I haven't moved <laughs> for a certain period of time. No, I get so it. I'm like, I'm a shut-in. I've never left. <laughs> I'm sitting here being hypocrite because I'm like, well, I guess my, I have like a secondary team because only because I need them to win so my wife is happy. There you go. So I guess there's that. So, if, your wife, if your wife has a different it, team, you can root for that. It's, it's, it's like a marriage unless you're in a real marriage. Yeah. And then you have to root for that team, too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. All right. I hope that answers your question, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it didn't, but all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have another one. This one's from Alec. Uh, he asked, with the growing discussion of the USA never succeeding in soccer because all of our best athletes are playing other sports, yeah, what's your perfect starting soccer lineup composed of non-soccer athletes? He gives examples as OBJ at forward, Tyreek Hill at the wing, Kelvin Johnson in net, Aaron Judge at defender. Can I just start by saying this is the most midsummer question ever? Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> World Cup's over. <laughs> Soccer's still in the mind. Yeah. Let's talk about U.S. athletes in actually playing soccer. Um, I've heard this point argued a lot, I guess, or talked about a lot since uh, the U.S. didn't qualify for the World Cup. And I, I think there's some truth to the fact that uh, we're not competing at a high level because our best athletes aren't playing other sports. I think that's true that our best athletes are playing sports other than soccer but to and maybe that prevents us from competing for world cup championships we're not brazil we're not germany we're not france now but even so iceland made the world cup with 300,000 people the size of peoria illinois um, I think we said at the beginning of the World Cup, Croatia made the final with 4.2 million, a population of 4.2 million people, which is the size of Oregon. Um, so even you take our top athletes out, you skim off the top 10% of athletes, in, and we're competing with our third or fourth rate athletes of a country of over whatever we are, 300, 350 million people now. We still shouldn't be able to compete. We should still be there. We should be, you know... At least getting to the knockout rounds, my goodness. So I think it's not this is I'm taking this like I do, taking this question and morphing it into what I want to answer. So I don't think it's just that we need our, our best athletes to play. And I think some of these athletes that Alec mentioned would be great soccer players. Um but I think the unsatisfying answer is that it's it's a culture thing. We are competing against countries who around the world they're born into a soccer culture and they're playing soccer in their backyards, in the streets, in the alleys, on the fields from when they're born. That's what they know. We have 
4K soccer with orange slices at halftime. You know, it's very organized. It's very structured. It's not the same. Our growing up, we don't. We're not in a soccer culture. So we're, we're a country that plays soccer, not a soccer country. And until that changes, no matter what athletes we have, what athletic capability we have, because we have a lot of really good athletes playing soccer. I mean, from a, I don't want to say athletic standpoint, but the skill standpoint is not there, that we should be competing, but we're not. So I think that needs to change, that kind of cultural, that kind of how kids grow up around soccer. And I think it's improving before we get better. So that's the answer that I want to give <laughs> to actually answer the question. I think that uh, OBJ would be a great soccer player. I can imagine having... I always think that wide receivers and uh, cornerbacks would be great, um, so would be really good soccer players because uh, they have the footwork, they have the speed uh, that you need for soccer. Um, Allen Iverson is my favorite. What if? What if Allen Iverson was a striker? I mean, my God, he would be amazing uh, with with his quickness and his movement would be would be something else. Aaron Judge playing defender. He's just too big. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> that would look so funny. Um, but I could see I could see LeBron being like a massive, amazing center back, like a Vincent Company, but like I want I wanted to say on steroids, but that's probably like a bigger, faster, hmm. stronger Vincent hmm. Company. Steroids. Um I could I could see that happening. But to play soccer, like you talk about the best athletes, like the best basketball players outside of guards wouldn't couldn't play soccer. They just don't. I don't think they could play. I don't think yeah. Kevin Durant would be that effective as a soccer player. I guess although Paul Pogba is pretty big and off looking. I don't know, Dolius. Anyway, but they're they're like body types, and you talk about yeah. like the best athlete. Like Tom Brady's not going to be a good soccer right. player, but he can be the best quarterback in the world. So, so I don't. Think whenever whenever this totally is there. whenever this is brought up, because people always go to like the top players top echelons and whatever and right and they're like good at their sport for a reason like lebron's good because he's built like a basketball player right like he's Bro. built like a basketball he's not built like a soccer but i always go to this though um because i kind of i, I kind of agree that we, since we don't get our best athletes in that, that's i'm not saying it's the whole reason but it's part of it it's and part it's of not, it, yeah. and i don't think it's like the lebron's world but i think it's like you look at lebron's like high school team and he had like six d1 uh, sixty-one basketball players on that yeah. on that roster, and you think about all the kids that went to go play those other sports because they are basketball and they are football, but they're still good athletes. But if you know they're not, they might be the body type, they might be the the athlete right. for soccer, but they don't play it because they're chasing after that football and basketball instead of going towards soccer, and they're still great athletes. Do you know what I'm saying? And those no. are the kids that are, that are like falling through the cracks that I think that and that's what I believe is, is missing. Yeah, definitely. You take those, you know, let's just say guards from uh, even D1, D1 basketball guards who aren't going to the NBA, and you throw them and they're playing soccer since they're, you know, three years old. You know, we're going to have much a much better talent pool to to select our, our, our national team from. That absolutely true, but that's kind of what I was trying to get at with kind of the cultures. That's what they're chasing. That's what they're growing up chasing is that NBA. They're, you know, they want to be uh that guard or that you know cornerback or wide receiver um that's what they're in their backyards pretending to be whereas in smaller countries like Croatia, Belgium, you know country smaller population countries um 
they're back there pretending to be <laughs> Messi and Ronaldo. And until that changes, I don't. I think we can compete. I don't know that we will be as good as everybody thinks that we can be as a country until that changes. And that's I, I don't know. Maybe that's too. Uh, maybe I'm romanticizing it too much to, to say <laughs> that, and just being like trying to make an excuse or something. I don't know. But like, I just think it's an inherently a culture thing and that you had like to your point you have those kids chasing other dreams and it's not that like lebron james maybe he wouldn't be a good soccer player his body type but yeah those those guards that are playing with lebron maybe they would be really good soccer players if they gave it a a chance since they were growing up (laughs) but they're not so um this is where we're at but alan iverson would be an amazing forward (laughs) it would and uh, I think, yeah, somebody like Calvin Johnson in goal. We've produced some pretty good goalies, though. That's the one thing I think that uh, maybe not, you know, world class where you're talking about, like, the top five goalies in the world. But uh, we've had goalies successfully go and play in Europe where we haven't had too many uh, position players go and do that. So that's one thing we've been able to generate somehow for some reason. Anyway. So I maybe answered that question. I don't have a full starting 11. I want 11 Allen Iversons, I guess. There you go. That'd be my team. All right. 10, Al- 10 Allen Iversons and a Calvin Johnson in net. All right. Boom. Thanks, Alec, for your question. <laughs> <laughs> we just had, a, for, we just had a pseudo. We had a pseudo uh, Casey's Corner kick, which we might go. rename thanks for, to Casey's Corner Soapbox. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting <laughs> me come on my rant. Sorry to our other fellow fans who did not care anything at all about soccer. <laughs> so oh, if you'd like to hear other questions please tweet at us and hit us <laughs> on Facebook if you want non-soccer questions please send them in <laughs> alright All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week Casey do you have anything else uh, I do I do not alright um, yeah, I'm exhausted from my rant now <laughs> uh, just a reminder please and thank you for all those who have voted us for the podcast board uh, leave the Leave, leave how to do that in the show notes uh, just go to podcastboards.com uh, nominate us in the people's choice and the sports category uh, we appreciate everyone else that has done that already if you haven't please get at it that is going to be it for me Casey you got any last words uh, until next time I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports